I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. Just click on the link in the description below or go to my website, AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth and in this video I'm going to be talking to you about why did he lose interest? Well, dating can be really confusing and complicated because you're trying to get to know somebody that you literally know nothing about. Maybe if you work with them, you know a little bit about them. But in most cases, you really don't know anything about them or the life they've had or what kind of person that they are. It, it really does take a few years to get to know somebody. And when we start to date, and especially in the early stages of dating, we can get really excited about the potential of who this person is. Uh, we start to fantasize a lot. And like I've talked about in other videos, the more unmet needs that we've had from our childhood that were neglected from our parents for whatever reason, not trying to blame them, but when that happens, the more we are desperately wanting it to work with this new person. And so oftentimes, when we're getting to know somebody, those unmet needs throw a wrench into everything that fear and that anxiety and that scarcity mindset that we're not going to um, get those needs met have a massive impact in our ability just to get to know somebody. So if you had a really secure relationship with your parents and the more love and attention and they were there for you and attentive and communicated well with you and the healthier your parents were in that relationship was, the more likely you're going to be secure and confident on your own and less likely you're going to be trying to attach to cling and cling to somebody that you don't even know and you really know very little about. So one of the things that you have to be aware of is how you're coming across in the dating world. Like are you coming across as this prize that anybody would love to get to know and to meet? Or are you coming across as somebody that is desperate and lonely and anxious and insecure? And that doesn't mean you have any less value than anybody else. It's your perception of uh, your value based on most likely the relationship you had with your parents. And so it's hard to see yourself as this valuable human being and worthwhile and worthy of love when you haven't even gotten that from your own parents. And it really does suck. It's not fair. It really isn't fair that if your parents had their own issues and, and things, which all parents do, nobody's perfect, but we kind of idealize them when we're little. Um, in many cases, obviously. In some cases, not, when you, if you've been abused. But we're always wanting to please our parents. And so we're desperately trying to uh, get their attention, get their love, get their approval. 
And when we don't get that in a healthy way, what we do is we overcompensate in our dating life. And we often come across as very eager. And when somebody acts eager for you, it's a real turnoff. And the behavior is a real turnoff. And then they appear like they're a low value. And not that you are a low value, but that's how you're coming across to them. And so you got to be aware of these things. And it, the more you can explore that relationship that you had with your parents when you're very young, the more likely you're going to uh, be aware of these issues in your current life, okay, as an adult in your romantic relationships. So today I've got an email from a woman that's in her mid-30s and she was dating a guy just a couple of years younger for only a couple of months. So that's the very early stages of dating. You're just starting to get to know somebody. You really know very little about them. Believe me, you don't know people at that point. It takes time. It really does. And so she was telling me a little bit about his life and she mentioned that his parents split when he was very young. So he probably has some attachment issues and abandonment issues. Obviously, he didn't come from a great home. And so there's some issues going to be going on for him as well. Now, just because we have had issues in our life, whether we have or our partners have, it doesn't mean we're not valuable people. We all are. We've all had our own issues and you don't throw somebody away because of it but you gotta know what you're getting into a lot of times right you don't want to just jump into something with somebody and all of a sudden you're not prepared to handle it they get hurt you get hurt and then the relationship falls apart that's why I'm always trying to teach mental health in incorporating how to reattract an ex how to get an ex back how to work things out um, because there's so much more than this surface level, oh, I think he's nice and I like him. You don't really know him. There's a lot more to it than, oh, he seems nice. Okay? So, she was telling me about the breakup, and she said, he did not break up with me. He was just being very cold. So, obviously, he is almost putting up this emotional wall of, disinterest and pushing her away. She says, we had a long-distance relationship and we met up in another city. So obviously, being that they're in a long-distance relationship, that would have a huge impact on what's going on in their situation and there would be a lot of different factors that would be incorporated into figuring something like that out. He was being strange and cold. This triggered my anxiety and I started a fight and showed all kinds of protest behavior. Then got drunk and wanted to fly home. Okay, so. She's talking about protest behavior. So I could see that she's been doing some work on herself. Protest behavior basically means that she was trying to get his attention. He was acting distant. And that anxiety caused her to try and like lash out. Get his attention. Get him reconnected with her. But. Obviously, it backfired because she started a fight trying to get his attention and showed, and then got drunk and then wanted to fly home. Why? She didn't really want to fly home. She's trying to say, please give me attention. And then she's basically saying, well, I'm just going to fly home. 
hoping that it would make him say, no, I don't want you to go. I want you to stay. He didn't pick up on that, of course. My guess is this guy's got an avoidant attachment style. And she's probably got an anxious attachment style. But let's go on. He convinced me to stay, but from there, he acted very cold and refused to speak with me. Look at this guy's maturity level. Okay? She's ready to leave. She's trying to get his attention, trying to say, I'm going to go, hoping he'll say stay. Then he does... And instead of trying to talk to her and resolve it and communicate, he says, uh, he just acts cold with her and then he refused to speak with her, making her feel even worse. I stayed two days more and nights in a panic mode. Oh, that's real nice. He begs you to stay, convinces you to stay, says, hey, please, no, don't go. Then he ignores you. And now your anxiety is triggered because now you're feeling this huge distance, this giant elephant in the room that he doesn't want to address or act like even there. Sounds like fun, right? Uh, it also sounds like he's trying to punish you like uh, because of your protest behavior. He's like trying to get you to do what he wants you to do. We were not talking and going out both nights where I was only socializing with other people, even on the airport, I tried to get things cleared up. But he refused to end things, just saying, don't worry. Yes, he, he really sounds like an avoidant to me. He doesn't want to deal with anything. He's kind of sweeping it under the rug. He's like, yeah, don't worry about it. How about the fact that I feel like I'm dying inside? I shouldn't worry about that? Nah, don't worry about that. It's killing her inside, and he's acting like, meh, no biggie. So when I was home, I was sure, that's it. Then he started to contact me, asked me how I was, and said he was sorry for his behavior. He asked about that night. I explained a bit, and he said he still likes me a lot, even when things changed a bit. Oh, well, he really showed you that, didn't he? He showed you he liked you so much by telling you to stay and then ignoring you for two days. That would make me miserable too. I, I totally understand why she was so upset. I was very cautious not to get hurt and offered being friends, which he refused. He said he wants to see me again, but will not hate me if I don't. So he sounds pretty indifferent there, doesn't he? I'll... Uh, yeah, I, I, I'd like to see you, but I'll understand if you don't. So his interest level doesn't seem very high at all. Then again, I seriously wonder about his ability to attach anyway. After that, we texted a few times. He said I should always text him whatever time and whatever question is on my mind. From there, I was lost again. Sure, because he's saying one thing, but he's doing another. And that's not the first time. He says, stay, then he ignores you. You feel like it's over, then he says, don't worry. Then he says, text me every any time, then when you do, I'll probably ignore you. Let's see what happens. I texted him that I miss our texting. He said, him too. After I trusted him, I sent a longer text about my thoughts of the trip and our communication. And there I got 
the answer two days later. What did I tell you? What did I tell you? Just like I said, he set her up again. Text me anytime, any question. And then two days later, he answers her. Now see, I haven't looked over this email. I looked over it last week before I decided to do today's video. So I didn't even remember that he had done that to her. But I could just sense it was coming. Oh my gosh. Boy, this guy really sets you up. No wonder why she's so confused. Then he stated it was actually my fault things went bad. <laughs> so now we've got reality distortion too. The text was quite cold. Of course it was cold because he doesn't have the emotional capability of opening up and expressing himself. So he just blames you. Sad. The next day I asked him if we should stop texting, which would mean the end of our relationship. Now, of course, it's because it's a long distance relationship that it would feel like texting with the end of the relationship. But why can't you pick up the phone and FaceTime each other or Skype with each other or, uh, so, you know, something? Like, why is it just texting? That's terrible. You get so little of the communication and the connection with just a text message. I really don't like text messages uh, that much. I certainly don't like them for maintaining a long-distance relationship like this. As I did not get an answer for two days, and he did not read the text, I blocked him on the channel and decided to go no contact. Wow. So this guy is saying, text me day or night, any question you have. And then he doesn't even reply or read it for two days. That really shows his level of interest is really, really low. I mean, the guy doesn't even want to open your text message. That's terrible. But why? Well, part of it probably was your eagerness and you probably are insecure and you came on strong with this guy. But... The other half of that is now that we're reading through this and we're exploring the other aspects of it, we're seeing he's got an avoidant attachment style. He doesn't like closeness very much. He pushes people away and he distorts reality, okay? So this guy doesn't do attachment very well, at least not based on what we've seen here. Of course, they only dated for a couple months, so it's hard to say. Obviously, if they dated to, you know, two years, we'd have a lot more information. I'm quite sure he is in a rebound. Normally, he answers very fast. Well, I don't know if you're just guessing if he's in a rebound or not. Um, you didn't give any evidence either way. Um, but it's hard to say. She says, I'm still anxious and feeling very guilty. How should I proceed after the no contact? Just unblock him and wait or contact him? Well... Obviously, you were feeling extremely anxious, so you decided, I can't sit with this anymore, I'm going to block him. Which, there was really no reason to do if you really wanted to block this person from your life, then you would want to do that. But blocking him because you don't want to sit with the anxiety just makes you look even more insecure. So you don't want to do that. Um, if you're trying to re-attract this guy, then certainly... <laughs> blocking him so we can't get in any touch with you, He, what is he going to do? He's going to see that he's blocked and probably give up because his interest level was so low as it is. 
I mean, first of all, I don't think you should continue to date this guy. It's just going to continue to set off your anxiety, and you're going to be miserable. Because he obviously doesn't communicate well when he's with you, let alone when he's in a different state or country or whatever it is. I, you didn't say. But, um, so, if it's long distance, it's only going to make you feel worse. So, I would not recommend dating this guy at all. You got too much anxiety. You're miserable. He's cruel. He's manipulative. He's distorting reality. And I don't see it improving. It's only been two months and it's already fallen apart like this. So, uh, what really is the reward factor for this situation? It seems pretty low for me. Uh, I don't think he can do a secure attachment. And I think you need to work on yourself and working through your anxious attachment style and your um, at attachment traumas, which I suspect you have. Um, but this isn't your fault. You said you feel guilty. Of course you're anxious. But, you know, while you may have come on wrong and needy for him and, and insecure, I think he's the other half of this equation. And somebody's got to be able to do attachment with you as well. So, uh, I mean, if you really want to, you could unblock him and wait for him to contact you and see what his interest level is in. But I'd make him work to get you back because the way this guy's treated you, it's not very good. And I don't think he's going to treat you any better. And remember, that's not a reflection on you as a person. That is not a reflection of your value. Just because one person doesn't see your value, including your parents, doesn't mean that you don't have any value. We all do. And when we're traumatized like that, it really does make us feel like we're not worthwhile, we're not lovable, we're not um, special, but we all are, and we all have different gifts, and we all are unique people that bring different things to this world. And so, just because he doesn't see your value doesn't mean that there won't be a lot of other people that do. So, if you want to get my help personally, just go to my website, AskCraig.net. I do email coachings and I do Skype coachings. And if you got to get with me right away, I do emergency Skype coachings. But that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth, and I will talk with you soon.